0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast. I am your host, Brian Mercier, and I am the president of Catholic Truth. I'm a professional Catholic speaker. A retreat leader, an author, and an apologist. And I'm so happy that you have joined us today on this very controversial topic on the Catholic Church and gay marriage. What is the Catholic Church's position? Because as a speaker, I give retreats all around the country confirmation retreats, parish missions, you name it. And I would say the single biggest question that I receive, especially from young adults and teenagers, is why won't the Catholic Church change their position on gay marriage? Why doesn't the Catholic Church like gays? Why does the Catholic Church hate gays? Or even if they do love gays, you know, they claim to love all people, including gay people, then why can't they get married? I mean, after all, if two people truly love each other, why shouldn't they be allowed to marry? Everybody else is allowed to marry, so it's not not fair that they don't get to. So these questions about why people with same-sex attraction can't get married, or transgender questions are some of the most frequently asked questions that we receive. And so we're going to be answering this question, especially in light of the Pope's most recent statements about civil unions and homosexuality and other things. It's making people have a lot of questions. And so to clear the air and just to state once and for all what the Catholic Church teaches about uh, homosexuality and uh, gay marriage, so-called, this is what this podcast is going to be about. Of course, we have at least three or four, possibly five videos on homosexuality of all different topics, giving a lot more information, including, you know, support and help for those who are struggling with homosexuality. Many of them have nowhere to turn. They feel alone, isolated, and abandoned. And so we have a whole video helping them and really reaching out to them and providing resources for them we have a whole nother video showing that God does love gay people. I mean, one girl came up to me once and said, hey, you're Catholic, right? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, that means you hate. And then she dropped off and I said, gay people? And she's like, yeah. I was like, no, I love everybody. In fact, Jesus, I follow Jesus and Jesus taught us to love everybody. And she says, yeah, but doesn't the Catholic church hate? And I said, gay people? And she's like, Uh, Yeah. And I said, well, perhaps some Catholics do, but they're wrong to do it. I mean, Jesus taught us to love everyone, and the Catholic Church has come out and said that we should love and respect all people. And that includes homosexual people. And in fact, homosexual people are not even homosexual. And this is what I tell people, is that homosexuals are not homosexuals. They're people. First and foremost, they're children of God. And that is a critical distinction that we must make is that they go around, Hi, my name is John, I'm gay. Or, Hi, I'm Susie, I'm a homosexual. No, you're not. You're a human person. That homosexuality is not your identity, it's not who you are. You are a person, first and foremost, and your identity is a child of the Most High God. See, if you live Uh, with homosexuality as your identity, you're going to live life one particular way. But if you live as a child of God, first and foremost, you're going to live in a whole different manner. So we have to realize that first and foremost, we have to stop calling people homosexuals because they're people with a homosexual orientation. I happen to be a person with a heterosexual orientation. But we're all people, all loved by God, all infinitely desired by God, and God wants a relationship with all of us. So even before we open up this topic, I think that principle foundation needs to be laid. I mean, just so many people struggle with this. Many people in the Catholic Church don't even want to have same-sex attraction, or they feel like it hurts their relationship with God, or God looks down on them, but none of that is true. God wants a relationship with uh, any person who struggles with homosexuality just as much as he wants a relationship with me, with uh, Mother Teresa when she was on earth, and even with the Pope or with anyone else on earth. I mean, God loves us all the same. God is love, and he loves us all the same. So the question turns then, well, okay, if God loves us all, then why can't gay people get married, so-called? That's what they say. I mean, Jesus taught us to love everyone, and so why won't we just let them love? And that's what we're going to answer in this particular episode. The first thing we need to realize is that marriage is God's design. Man didn't invent it. We didn't make it up. We didn't invent sex. I mean, God made these things. So we have to use them according to his plan, his purposes, and his design. We have to remember that marriage is something. It's not whatever we want it to be or whatever we choose to define it as. It actually is something. It's an institution designed by God with a meaning and a purpose. And and today, nowadays, 2020, uh, people want to... And nowadays, people have wanted to redefine marriage to include not just a man and a woman, which it has been since the beginning of the world, since the beginning of the foundation of the world. God made marriage between a man and a woman, and that is even represented in our body parts. I mean, as Chris West once said that if you are in the shower by yourself and you're a guy and you look down and you see that part, or you're a woman in the shower and you look down and you see those parts, you're like, those are weird. Why do I? even have those. Like, let's say you're the only person on earth, and you look down, and you're like, why do I have those? But when you see someone of the opposite sex, it begins to make sense because of our bu- Because our body parts go together in such a way that it creates life to keep life going on the planet. And we can keep populating the planet as we know it. And in fact, if you look at, you know, just a woman's body in general, once she has sex with a man and she has a baby, the whole body starts working and producing milk and producing antibodies and all of these other things that will protect and create and sustain life. Like it's amazing. And so the whole plan of God from the beginning is that man and woman would get together for the sake of love and that love would be realized through children of which they would populate the planet with and keep life going and create families uh, that would raise their kids in the faith and hope that they will get to heaven someday. I mean, that's God's plan is to bring souls into this world that will someday populate heaven. And that is what marriage is about. There are a lot of different types of relationships. I mean, there's different like uh, friendships. There's co uh, coworker relationships. There's mother and daughter relationships, all based on love. So here's the thing. Everybody's called to love and everybody's called to relationships, but there's different types of relationships and marriage is a dis- Distinct type of relationship that is different than other relationships because it involves sex, it involves monogamy and being true to one person for life, and it involves having children and procreating and keeping life going on the planet and bringing up those children in God's eyes, in the faith. But as I said, nowadays, some people want to redefine marriage, and they've wanted to redefine marriage into not just a man and a woman who truly love each other, but two men who truly love each other or two women who truly love each other. And they said that, well, that's marriage. Why can't we—why can't two people who are of—why can't people— Why can't two people of the same sex get married? But the problem in trying to redefine marriage in the eyes of the Catholic Church and just as Christianity as a whole is that it's impossible to redefine something that God has already permanently defined. And, I mean, if we wanted to try to change the the meaning of marriage to include two people who truly love each other, then that really opens up a a big bag of worms, a Pandora's box in a sense, because... Well, how and what is preventing us from redefining marriage for three people who truly love each other, or six people, or ten people? If we can just arbitrarily redefine marriage, then the possibilities of what marriage is are endless, and then it's no longer (laughs) marriage, and it's not what God designed in the first place. Let's take polygamy, for example. Two people, three people, ten people, twenty people, however many people who truly claim to love each other, this polyamorous relationship that they have. I mean, if a man can marry as many wives as he chooses, um, in other words, a man can marry as many wives as he chooses. And you might not be aware of this, but there are thousands of people in the United States that are working hard to get polygamy legalized and to have marriage redefined to include polyamorous marriage, many husbands and wives. And this is actually taking place right now. So there are people who want this to happen. And likewise, you may not know this, but there are people who want to get incest marriage legalized, meaning that two people of the same family or the extended family can get married, perhaps a brother and sister or two cousins. And now, of course, (laughs) people are going to immediately uh, say that this is really messed up. You can't do that. It's unhealthy genetically, and we know all of that. But other people will say, you know, why can't we who love each other, you know, people of the same family show that. We should be able to get the same benefits as everyone else. We should be able to get married too. Likewise, people with... Likewise, a man with 10 wives might say, hey, I have the right to get married to my 10 wives just as much as anyone else does. Just because my relationship looks different than yours, who are you to judge me? And we can see the kind of rhetoric that people use that if you disagree with what they want, even though they're disagreeing about what marriage actually is, then they will attack you. And still worse, there are actually people in this country, sadly, who want to legalize animal marriage. Now, people will immediately, be repulsed by this and say, okay, well, that's obviously wrong. How can you compare animal marriage to homosexual marriage? I mean, they're two completely different things. One's with an animal. And the, these people will say, well, who are you to judge? You know, who are you to judge me? I'm a human. And how can you judge who I want to marry? If I love my animal, why can't I marry it? If I love my animal and my animal loves me and we have a great relationship, why shouldn't I get the benefits that everyone else does? And there are people who are saying this and they're saying that homosexual Homosexual persons are discriminating against them because their relationship is different or somehow less. And they're discriminating the same way that heterosexuals supposedly discriminate against them. But the reality is, there are so many different groups of people trying to redefine what marriage is. There are even people trying to marry children or, you know, bring back the old child marriage. And of course, we all know that that's wrong too. But the point is, once you open Pandora's. Box any amount of relationships that are want to be called marriage become possible, and once you allow the redefinition of marriage, then almost anything could be included in so called marriage. But the Catholic Church states that this is not possible, and none of their su- these pipe. These people might truly love each other. They might have an authentic relationship, but love is not the only defining reality that makes up what marriage is. If it was just about love, then a husband and their son could get married because they love each other, or a man and his animal because they love each other, or... 10 wives and a husband. it's not just about love. Love is important, but you can love your brother. You can love your sister. You can love your coworker. You can love lots of people with true authentic love, but that does not make it marriage. Marriage is a distinct institution that is open to children and has the possibility of having children in the first place. So, just to be clear, and just to summarize all this, the Catholic Church is not against people of same-sex attraction, and they're not trying to discriminate against them in any way. It's the Church, in fact, that—the Catholic Church—it's just that the Catholic Church is against— Redefining marriage, whether it's two people who truly love each other, five people who truly love each other, ten people who truly love each other, a man and a child, uh, a brother and a sister, incest marriage, a man and his animal, a man and ten wives, whatever it is, they're against redefining marriage uh, for any circumstance whatsoever and for any reason whatsoever because marriage, again, it's not whatever we want Because again, marriage is not whatever we want it to be, whatever we personally define it as. Marriage is something, and it's between a man and a woman and has been forever. Even if the Catholic Church wanted to change marriage, she can't. The Catholic Church does not have the authority to change marriage because it's by God's design. So, if God sets something forth and God says something, not even the Catholic Church can change it. No one on earth, not even the Pope, can change it. Even if he wanted to, he can't because he does not have more authority than God. And when a law comes from God, the church knows that she doesn't have that much authority. So, we're not discriminating against. Against anyone, what we're doing is upholding what marriage truly is and keeping people from changing what it truly is. Think about this for a second. The first two people on earth were Adam and Eve, but let's say that they were two men. Let's say that two men somehow were created. What would happen? And I always ask people this question. What would happen? The answer is humanity as we know it, human beings, homo sapiens, would go extinct because two men cannot procreate. If two women were the first two people on earth, it would be the same thing because they cannot procreate. We would immediately go extinct. Because procreation is impossible, which is why procreation must, uh, which is why we must have the ability to procreate in order to which is why we must have the ability to procreate in order to be marriage. Because God said, be fruitful and multiply. That is one of the two conditions of marriage is to have children. Now, a lot of homosexual apologists will say, well, clearly you don't mean that because there are some people who are infertile that can't have kids. And that's okay for them to get married. And there's a difference between someone who's sterile and someone who's infertile. Like, <clears throat> For example, there have been infertile people who have gone on to have a kid or two. They thought they were infertile or they were infertile, but somehow had kids nonetheless. But the reality is that it's still possible even through infertility, to fix that, to help that, to grow that, and to make it possible to have kids. Whereas, let's say you're a eunuch, you're a heterosexual eunuch, and it's 100% impossible for you to have children. Well, in that case, the Catholic Church says that you cannot get married either because you are not uh, able to procreate and have children, and that's one of the things that you—oh, excuse me. And that is one of the defining distinctions that uh, make marriage marriage. So, so here's what we get a. So in reality, we're not trying to discriminate any. Against anyone, so we're not trying to discriminate against anybody, but we're just trying to protect marriage and what it is. We can't redefine it. Kind of like people are trying to redefine a man today and a woman today. I mean, forever, two plus two is four, and a triangle has three sides, and a man is a man and a woman is a woman. But people are actually trying to say that a man can be a woman and a woman can be a man, and now you have all sorts of just craziness that are flowing from this. Like in England. Uh, where that man supposedly had a baby. He was the first man to have a baby, and everyone was overjoyed about it. But of course, men can't have babies. It's 100, 1,000, 1 million percent impossible. They can't have babies. It was a woman who had a baby who thought she was a man, and men can't be women, and women can't be men. It's biologically impossible. We. It, it, And so it's not surprising that people are going to want to try to change other things that, are permanent as well. That can't change. But the Catholic Church, despite all of her current problems right now and the mess that she's in, has been guided by Jesus Christ, the eternal God, for 2,000 years. And the Catholic Church has been the moral authority protecting the message and the truth that has been handed on to us from Jesus Christ for 2,000 years. It's not always fun, It's not always popular, it's not always in style, but the Catholic Church protects the truth. And even if the Pope misspeaks, or he gives a personal opinion, which he often does, that might even seem to contradict the Catholic faith or go against Jesus, his personal opinions do not matter, because truth doesn't change. Jesus doesn't change. The Catholic faith and doctrine doesn't change. So even if the Pope disagreed with the Catholic doctrine or Catholic dogma, the Pope is wrong, and the the truth can't change. And that's all that we're saying. So everybody on this earth, they're made for love. They're made to love and be loved, first and foremost, by God. And if you read the book Why I Do Not Call Myself Gay by Daniel Mattson, it's his story about how he has struggled with homosexuality and how he has found more peace and more love and more joy with Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith than he ever found in his years of homosexuality and sleeping around and such because only Jesus Christ can fill the void in our hearts only he can give us the peace and the joy and the love that we need so many people think you have to have a relationship for that you have to get married for that that is not true. The only thing we need is Jesus. And look at those nuns. Look up the Dominican nuns and how happy they are, joyful they are. They've given up marriage. They've renounced it to give their lives to Christ, and they are happier than most people on the face of this earth. Same thing with the Franciscan sisters or the Franciscan friars of the renewal. They're such balls of joy, even though they don't date. And don't have sex. and Don't get married because, and, and for the for the record, we're not going to be getting married in heaven either or having sex. So if you need sex and relationships to be happy, then you are going to be miserable for all eternity. The reality is that God loves us, that God is going to fill our lives. And if you struggle with homosexuality, you're called to first and foremost, take relationship with God, to take him into your life and to make him first and foremost. Give him your love. Give him your sexuality. Give him your desires and give him your cross because this isn't easy. It's not going to be easy. And we're not going to pretend, oh, you should just give it up to Jesus because that's easier said than done. It's hard, but Christ is going to walk with you. Second, every homosexual, every person with same-sex attraction is going to be a Lastly, every person with same-sex attraction is called to love and be loved. They might not love in marriage, and they might not have sex, you know, and priests don't have sex, you know, paraplegics don't have sex. There are many people who have worse crosses on this earth. I mean, how—can you imagine being paralyzed for life? What would you rather be, paralyzed for life or not be able to have sex? I mean— So many people have worse crosses than us, and we need to realize that, but the reality is you are called to be loved and to love others, but it's just not called to the same romantic love or even to a romantic love that married couples have or that heterosexuals have, but you are called to love even other guys, you know, a really deep brotherly friendship love. Some of my greatest friendships and deepest loves were guys that I knew in college that I... You know, we were so close to each other. We still just like hang out with each other all the time, you know, put our heads on each other's shoulders, nothing gay about it. But we were so close to each other as brothers in Christ that we really loved each other, truly loved each other as brothers, as men. And it was a healthy, holy love. And that's what we're called to. You know, maybe not the romantic love that heterosexuals have or that married couples have, but we are all called to have deep friendships, deep brotherly relationships, sisterly relationships, if you are a a woman, but we're all called to have deep relationships. And I ask you, I beg you to read Daniel Mattson's book, Why I Do Not call myself gay if you're struggling with this because you will understand his position. You might also want to check out The Third Way. Uh, Many people who were in this documentary struggled with homosexuality. They were bullied, they were made fun of, and then they found peace and joy in Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. So if you want more resources, so if you want resources, check these out. Also check out our YouTube videos at Catholic Truth. Uh, We Can link uh, one of them down below, and that'll lead you to our page. But check these out. Check out all the resources down below uh, in the show description notes. I mean, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, get daily. Uh, or almost daily inspirations we post all the time. And uh, check out our books down below, too. And all of these things, if you have a hunger and a thirst to know your faith, then subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and check out our website, thecatholictruth.org, where we are not afraid to preach and teach the Catholic faith for Christ. If you want a retreat, confirmation retreat, parish mission, uh, a keynote speaker, uh, a radio appearance, just look us up on our website at thecatholictruth.org. We would be happy to serve you. May God bless you, and thank you for listening.